Boom. Welcome back. <laughs> Yay! We're back! <laughs> On time! Yeah. We're much more successful now. Are we? Yeah, we've Are leveled we? up. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks in a row, we've almost beat our record. <laughs> Level up. Yeah. yeah. So... How are you? How am I? I'm terrific. The sun is shining. It's not raining. Oh, you're bragging now. I see how it is. The, the, <laughs> the, you know, the trees are blooming, flowers everywhere. <laughs> wow, you're describing spring so accurately. Good job, man. Love, I'm really proud of you. <laughs> I love spring. Um, it's better than summer. Summer's the worst season ever, so. Honestly, it depends. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Summer's always way too hot. It's so hot. At least it is here. Um, it gets up into the 40s. Or, I mean, no, sorry. Yeah. In the 80s. In the 80s. Transfer that to our Amer- <laughs> for our American viewers. <laughs> like, in, like, the 80s and 90s in, in Fahrenheit. Yeah, that used you're what are you oh wait you don't have uh air conditioning right no i haven't right had air, i haven't had air conditioning in over 10 years so yeah that's yeah. wild <laughs> it must Safe. be so hard when it gets into the 90s <laughs> I, don't, I don't have air conditioning i don't have a dryer uh mm. none of that oh the life <laughs> i like it honestly i actually think it's a lot better yeah no it's definitely better for our world so I I approve. Um, I have plans to work out of my lazy American, you know, uh, what is it, commodities that are terrible for this world, uh, especially after the last time we visited each other, which was a couple of years ago. You made fun of me very often for the things that I was using, like paper plates and oh my God. plasticware. <laughs> But I, I'm working on it. I swear. That's so, <laughs> that's so wasteful. But that's the that's America's fault because it's incredibly difficult to like recycle stuff properly. Yes, um, I would well, have to pay. Yeah, whereas in a lot of European countries, not this isn't even unique to Germany, but in the majority of European countries, you you have to recycle like by law. And yeah. if you don't sort your trash, then they won't pick it up, and they'll put us and so like at our house, for example, they put a sticker on it and as like a warning saying like you didn't sort it properly and the next time we come if it's not sorted we're not picking it up the drama because you you have (laughs) you have a bin for glass you have a bin for plastic you have a bin for um organic compost you have a bin for uh like regular house trash you know something that can't really be sorted that's usually burned um then what else do you have like stuff like styrofoam um paper cardboard so that's all sorted I'm right. not the be- I'm not the best sorter though. I'll be honest with you. I'm really not. Like sorting paper isn't really that hard. You just throw it in there, and gla- <laughs> and glass too. Right. It's totally. just making a, a conscious decision on how you organize your trash. It mm. it seems socially responsible, honestly. Yeah. Um, but of course, that's not how America's founded itself over the years, and. Mm-mm quite honestly paper and plastic products are more accessible and cheaper than 
the way that we handle things currently. So we could have used um, a, just use a plate, like a glass plate, like a glass plate. Yeah, or ceramic. I don't porcelain. Care. Yeah, porcelain, I guess it's yeah. more. Yeah, that just yeah. shows me. Um, yeah. No, so I was watching a video on YouTube about this one kid recycling, and he got five cents per can, and this was in the U.S. Mm-hmm. but that's crazy because like in the in germany you get 25 cents per can wow like, yeah and like you could actually make a profit off that, of that's what homeless people live off of here so yeah. if, you're, if you're truly homeless then you'll just walk around and gather cans and you yeah. can earn up to like 10 15 dollars a day there's yeah, truly it, an it, incentive to do it yeah so you never find bottles laying around here and that was um and that was a program the government implemented 20 years ago because like the whole country is littered with like plastic uh like bottles and whatnot yeah i so. we know about that remember yeah. we went to the i don't remember what concert it was but you know it was at the amphitheater and yeah. it was like oh, the yeah. end of the night and <laughs> yeah. how, how many cups did we collect that um, were just on the ground that how much did you th- what was it aren't weren't they like 25 dollar beers yeah, yeah to get those like exclusive that. cups yeah i collected like 30 cups though yeah that was, wasn't that point fest i remember that is that still it, gone? yeah it could be one um well not recently uh, but okay. i'm sure it was yeah because the radio station still exists so they probably uh, still annually had those point fest concerts which were know. just the gathering of multiple bands in one day <laughs> or uh, weekend right like it was yeah. a whole weekend yeah. um but yeah purpose. i remember that night because we also gathered upwards of 30 cups <laughs> and those cups to this day my mom still has one. Oh, oh that's good then one part, one made it <laughs> a part of me will live on in the u.s then but <laughs> in the form of a cup <laughs> <laughs> you don't well don't you have some like like family non- non-legitimized uh children just running around here somewhere no no no, no. <laughs> none of that no i uh-uh. i was sure i saw you the other day and i, I was like <laughs> oh no that was probably his kid <laughs> in the immortal words of michael jackson it's not my son so. <laughs> but yeah like a lot of european countries here are very uh environmental Although they've been getting a lot of flack because they've been doing a lot of greenwashing, which is basic greenwashing. Greenwashing is akin to like whitewashing, which is basically making something appear more environmental than it actually is. So a lot of, I think this is actually, oh, I can't remember if this is in the US or if this is in Germany, but a lot of uh, companies, I think gas companies, no, this was in New York. A lot of uh, gas companies are being sued because they were selling their gas to New Yorkers as being more environmentally friendly than what it actually is. Mm-hmm. So like buy our gas, not our competitor's gas because it's better for the environment. When in actuality, both of these are equally bad. And so that's greenwashing. And whitewashing is basically when you take an Asian movie or, um, or you take not an Asian movie, <laughs> you take like a topic that concerns Asians and you replace all the, all the characters with white people. Yes. So this happened, for example, in what was the movie's name? The Last Airbender. Okay, that's one. But I was thinking of Prince of Persia. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the other one. Yeah, for sure. What what was the movie (laughs) called? 21, where these, where where this bunch of kids who are MIT learn how to count cards and they go to like a casino. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was 21. Yeah. Yeah. And all the characters were actually Asian. 
They were oh. in, in, in real life. They were all Asians, and they replaced the characters with white with white actors, and that's whitewashing. And then you yeah, there was Ru- only one Asian character. Yeah, and so they that's downplayed the, thing. the role. That's insane. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and another form of that would be colorism, which is basically something that goes on in India and a couple other countries where you try to find dark skinned people who are very light skinned. So me, for example, I'm I'm mixed, so I'm not like super dark. Mm-hmm. So I would be considered, you know, better, I guess, because I'm more lighter. Whereas oh, someone, yeah. who, someone who's a lot darker would have less of a chance. And and while we're all, I, I don't want to use the word colored, but while we all have like, you know, uh, well, I guess it is the a term. spectrum of color. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're all- I, I don't know. The word color just feels so, I don't know, so wrong. But, yeah, I understand. <laughs> but for the purposes of yeah, you trying pur- to explain it. <laughs> yeah. So people who are colored basically, the darker you are, the less chance you are. And so yeah. And so you see this a lot like in old um if you go back to like the, the 1800s, you see this a lot where people who are light skinned try to pass as being mm. white. Yeah. Um, and then someone finds out that they're not really white, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, stuff like that is still going on. I literally saw a TikTok the other day where this lady's just like, uh, so what if I'm light-skinned? It doesn't make me white. I'm still very Mexican. Like, she's just like, I just happen to not be able to tan as dark. And I happen to have, you know, less uh, what pigment to my skin. Like, I, I shouldn't have to try to get a tan to fit in. I, yeah, this is just how I was born. That's crazy. Yeah. Like when you grow up in the US, <laughs> usually you associate like Spanish with or being Latina with being like some shade of brown. Yeah. And all of yeah. Pretty pretty much. And when I first went to like Europe and I started like talking to people who spoke Spanish, they were all white, which is obvious because they're all from Spain. And so ev- almost everyone in Spain is right. white. And so thinking about Spanish not in terms of being brown, but rather being white. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. It's still weird to see a white person speaking Spanish. But yeah, I a, could see the culture whole, shock for yeah, us, but, especially in Missouri. There's it's like any of our Hispanic culture in this area is mostly predominantly Mexican. So yeah. I could I could see that. And it's just so weird seeing a white person speak Spanish. But it's like there's a country full of them. So <laughs> it's not like anything super remarkable. Right. But, but in the U.S., you know, you have mostly people from South America who are predominantly uh, darker skinned. Yeah. So I always find that, that interesting. Unless you're like from, you know, I don't know, Puerto Rico or something. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you calling out Puerto Rico for? I'm just okay. kidding. Well, I guess uh, anybody who sees my face, especially just our little our little thumbnail, you know, they're going to see I'm clearly white. But uh, for people who don't know me, I definitely was raised by somebody who identified as Puerto Rican. So she was 50 percent. Her first language was Spanish. And that's my mom. (laughs) And so I have a whole quartered family, which is the majority of the family I even know (laughs) and they're all Puerto Rican (laughs) (laughs) and then of course I found somebody uh as a life mate who is also fully Puerto Rican who is also from New York (laughs) so you know I definitely surround myself with people from that culture and that's why he's poking fun at me So you didn't ask me how my day is, but I'm going to be happy to tell you. No, no, I don't. What are you talking about? I didn't hear you say that, but it's raining. 
<laughs> shoving boring. your nice day in my in, in my face. I am not a fan of spring. I mean, sure, I love the idea of rebirth, which is what all plants are doing right now, but I'm allergic to nine different trees and several species of plants. And I I'm having a rough day. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like I need an inhaler. <laughs> rebirth. That's an interesting concept. You've never heard that before? Of course I've heard of rebirth. <laughs> for spring? Like Oh, for spring? No. Like as a cinnamon, a cinnamon. <laughs> I love I love cinnamon. You know what I miss most is, are those those cinnamon buns that you can buy like in the little can from like Walmart. I miss those. Like what are like Pillsbury? No, we yeah. don't have those. No, we're too civilized. But I, I, <laughs> I go to a baker. What are you doing? Go support your local baker. Go get some I do, cinnamon. I go to my local baker at least once a week, and I'm, I have to go tomorrow. Actually, you're gonna, you're gonna go, go get some cinnamon cinnabons. No, they don't sell that. They sell pudding pretzels. Ooh, ooh, what? Oh, they're, yeah. They're basically, oh. what it is is you have like a sweet dough. That has like a like a sugar glaze on it, and uh, it's in the form of a pretzel, and you have pudding on each side, and it's fantastic, and I love them. Wait to dip? No, to eat the whole thing. No, it's... like to dip the pudding in. No, like a, you use the pretzel to dip. No, 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 no. Like it's a, basically it's a it's a huge pretzel, and you know how on each side of a pretzel you have like a little hole. Basically, that's the form of a pretzel. You know, you have like holes, and yeah. in those holes, it's filled with pudding. And you just eat it. You don't dip it. I mean, I guess you could, but like, I guess that's more of like an American mentality, like to dip everything. But <laughs> uh, guilty. <laughs> I love dipping. I was like, what is it like in a cup? And then you nope. dip it. <laughs> no. Wait, where's so you're telling me that you soggy up your bread though? No, it's not soggy. It's all sweet. Mm-mm. That's good. No, you don't. You don't understand. Pudding mm. is wet. <laughs> not that kind of pudding. Um. But yeah, I like that. I like I love okay. baked goods here. They're really I good. Think, so I think for the sake of our podcast and eventually when we get the videos out on YouTube, I think you should get one for our next our next podcast so that I could see it. I'll send you one. Just well, okay, that's but you fine. Can't eat it. I'll post it. No, no. wait, wait. No, don't <laughs> just send me a picture of it or oh, send okay. me a picture of you eating it or something. And like, we'll all post right. it up so this way everybody can see what it's like. Because all I think about is just a Dipping. jello pudding pack that's oh, been made. No. And oh, then you just no. throw that into the pretzel and then it, it you have a soft pretzel and now it's wet from like soggy from like the pudding. <laughs> No, the whole thing is baked in the form of a pretzel, but it tastes nothing like a pretzel. It's just the form. And so you have oh. a, yeah, so yeah, that would be incredibly disgusting having like yes. actual. You no. can see where I'm finding fault with what you're describing because I'm like, oh, no, but if you, <laughs> but the like pretzels like that, what you're like, what you think of in the traditional sense of like mm. it being salty and having like dough, um, that's more in the South. Um, and they have like these huge pretzels, like they're as big as your head. And uh, I love them. They're so good. And that those, sounds wild. <laughs> it is. But that's more of a Southern thing as opposed to a Northern thing. But anywho, yeah. How, so. so how do you feel about uh, different milks? Milks? There are, yeah. There's only one kind of milk. No, there's not. There's not? Well, no. oh, there's like soy milk. Isn't there soy Is that all milk? you got over there? No. You just got 
you just got a regular milk and then a soy product milk. Soy milk isn't good for you because it turns into a soy boy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no, no, no. I the reason why I ask is because so um new milks are trending every couple months, quite honestly. It, mm-hmm. On the West and East Coast, uh, or especially the West Coast, because they're usually more pr- progressive and more readily available to find a milk alternative. Um, the thing that's been popping up lately, so we have almond milk, uh, mm-hmm. which apparently producing almond milk is not great for the environment. So um, it went from soy. Soy in women can produce too much tosh- t- testosterone. So uh, soy is not great for women um in the long run it's like if you were to just live off of soy so basically if you're eating anything any soy based product and using large quantities of it 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 wouldn't be great for women so like every once in a while tofu tofu's fine you know stuff like that um but relying on milk specifically especially if you're a heavy milk drinker you know Mm. you wouldn't want to continue using it long-term in your diet uh so moving on then we have almond milk almond milk tastes great like quite honestly you can add a little bit of sugar to it you're talking about 15 calories versus milks for 15 calories for one cup versus milks 80 to 110 calories i believe like there's Mm -hmm. an insane margin gap in calorie intake sugar intake etc they put a lot of stuff in milk so uh, especially in america (laughs) i'm specifically speaking of america Mm. Uh, (laughs) um so then now they have oat milk and this is a fascinating concept to me because (laughs) we readily have oats available wait oat or oak oat Okay, I thought you said oak milk. Okay, go on. Oh, no, no, no. We're not getting rid of the trees for milk. (laughs) (laughs) We already have too many problems getting rid of trees, like, for nonsense. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, but so oat milk is quite literally just uh, water, oats, blended, seasoned to taste like milk. Um, And I would say the same for almonds, but there's just something that's environmentally unfriendly about almond milk and i've heard a lot of people say it but i quite honestly haven't done my research isn't that true though of all food trends i feel like all these food trends are always somehow somehow like bad for the environment like if you go to like avocados or palm oil and how they were so popular you know like avocado toast and they had like to create like these whole avocado farms because people wanted to like have them and whatnot because of the high demand. Yeah. Yeah. I or mean, like... ooh, I'm excused. I'm excused. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, I I'm not quite sure about that. To be honest, it it shouldn't matter how much demand there is. It's the point that somebody's willing to produce the farms for the capitalist adventure. So is it really the harm of the demand or is it the harm of, of, of somebody trying to profit off of the trend? So, um, okay, fair. (laughs) (laughs) I can't really argue with you there, (laughs) but I just think that with oats, those are, it's an easy commodity and you could actually do it in home. Whereas almond milk has a a higher process time and Mm -hmm. it requires, I think, more machinery in order to, to produce what they do. So 
what I, all I was saying is that all the out of all the milks, I could actually make oat milk at home. <laughs> so I think that's really cool. Um, you know what you can also get from almonds? What? Cyanide. <laughs> for real? Oh, yeah. maybe that's why it's not good for the environment. Yeah. No, I'll be honest, I double checked because I don't, you know, but no, you can get cyanide from almonds. I don't know exactly what the process is. You can also get cyanide from um, the seeds of cherries because they carry, they also have a very minute uh, quantity of cyanide, but I don't know exactly how you'd create that to where it would, where it would actually be lethal, but yeah, but almonds, um, if you eat too many of them in a certain form, they can be dangerous for you. I don't know what that has to do with the environment, though. But... Oh, okay. I, I looked it up real quick. It says, okay. uh, when it comes to almond milk, it's higher, it's high water consumption and consequent droughting effect means it is harmful to the environment. Oh, well, you know, we can leave a little of the environment, but we gotta... Yeah, and basically... Uh, Basically, if they start selling to countries where they're not producing it, it could create higher emissions due to transportation. Uh, so overall, it's not great. But I mean, even more proof for why oat milk is becoming popular right now is because, I mean, you could readily just make it in home. Or just not and, drink milk. Well, my thing is, is that a lot of things call for milk. and Like what? Baking items. No, sauces <laughs> well, uh, okay so let me ask you do you have any dairy intolerances do you do you drink milk i do okay do the, you eat mashed potatoes do i eat mashed potatoes because often know. it calls for milk eat, do you, if my and wife then, makes them yeah okay and then do you, <laughs> do you eat cookies do you, do you bake at all i don't bake uh, you, but you buy bakery items yeah. that use milk? Yeah, probably. Uh, see, I think people who don't have intolerances don't feel the need to sway from, you know, that. And that, that's fine. I just think that from my personal experience of being a ginger with so many default intolerances, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I've, I've come to learn that using substitute items is just a lot easier for my diet. So when I avoid those things, I often feel a heck of a lot better. So using almond milk or oat milk is a lot easier so that I don't have to really compromise what I'm eating per se. You ever had sheep milk? No. That's pretty popular here too. We... They no, have, they have yes, it is. They have cheese. <laughs> they have they have cheese made from like goat and sheep milk. No, I don't like goat cheese. Oh, I do. It's really good. I feel like sheep is gonna taste close to goat, and it gets it gets funky. I I don't know. I don't really have that much contact with like goats and sheep um, beyond cheese. So, <laughs> but mostly it's it's just you know cows uh, all the way, pretty much. Yeah. All the way. All the way down. I'm currently looking into cashews for my cheese substitutes. That's like my next venture. That and tofu. I still have avoided tofu like the plague. I bought some the other a uh, couple months ago, tofu. and it's it stayed in. Like I have to have a recipe in order to try something new. Like I have to have it 
all laid out and then I'm like okay the last item I need to get is this new thing I need to try <laughs> I thought about going vegetarian yeah but yeah same I don't know it's a lot of work well we talked about this on on the last episode but I honestly think that I don't need to get away from meat I think that I just need a sustainable product so it's less about getting meat from convenience stores that are just buying from wholesalers people who mistreat animals people who don't take care of their animals beforehand people Uh who are raising them at fast rates you know and genetically modifying their their beings like they're basically playing god to turn over a certain rate for me i i definitely believe that we can eat wholesomely if the producer you know is going out and shooting it you know like a wild deer or you know because deer is very common over here well, that's <laughs> but like a- I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it I just don't want from yeah. you know a terrible manufacturer type well, you, you have to differentiate between like a moral argument and like a practical argument and the moral argument would be you don't want to eat meat because of like animal cruelty and then you'd have to look at it in another way is like, is eating meat inherently immoral? And I would say, no, I don't think eating animals is inherently immoral, but you could, there could be, there is a case to be had of like how we go about acquiring that meat. And I would say like torturing animals because it is, it is torture basically yeah. uh, is immoral. It's inhumane. Like and it's w- just, it's not right. And where we I can, I res- do avoid sorry <laughs> no, wh- where i can i do avoid it obviously yeah um it's really hard to avoid a lot of things nowadays you know like the biggest being the internet or technology people saying like how bad it is for you but it's it's everywhere you know so I don't know. yeah i so i guess i was just gonna go in with saying if we respected the meat that we are eating because i do believe humans are carnivores i think that people can actively choose not to eat animals but the reality is is that some plants have been proven to scream when you go to cut it so it's it's acknowledging that all living things exist and that we need a certain amount of food to sustain Mm -hmm. and if we're if we're literally going the route and i always think of avatar when i think of it but it's like thanking the food that we're going to kill for sustaining our bodies like you go through the process of of being thankful for what's in front of you and understanding the full process of what it's producing for you Mm. so i'd say the same for vegetables i'd say the same thing for any type of plant life and i would say the same thing for animals they all have a, a level of conscious that we may not register but it's still all there. We're still all very connected. It's just unfortunate that we need some of that what wildlife and, and plant life to sustain ourselves. <laughs> so um, mm. I just, I, I don't think that uh, that plants are any different from animals in that, in that context. Maybe their level of awareness and the way that they can connect with us is a little more obvious but I think that, you know, uh, you know, I'm all into the spiritual stuff. 
<laughs> and I yeah. do research. Uh, I, I follow this TikTok person. He actually uses a device that produces musical plant waves. Uh, uh-huh. So he connects it. He connects uh, the machinery to the plants, and it they literally sing these nice musical notes. And every plant that he's done has a different frequency and they respond well when you feed them water and they respond well to touch. And it's just like you could see that they're they're actively aware. It's just a different process than what we're accustomed to acknowledging. Mm, Well, at the end of the day, something's got to die so you can live and you have to choose what gets to live and what gets to die. And then you basically go about deciding well which life is more valuable and obviously people aren't carnivals or cannibals so we're not eating each other so that gets kind of knocked out of the equation and then the next is like well animals and if you leave animals out then you eat plants and then if you don't eat plants well you have people you have fruitarians so people who which don't they don't eat vegetables because it kills the plants because for most most vegetables if you want to eat them you have to destroy the plant too yeah um so they eat things um that plants produce so like tomatoes or berries because it doesn't kill the plant it just takes its offspring <laughs> takes its babies yeah so, and then yeah. you have uh freaking vegans people who live off of the land like and they they go through and they try to live off the waste of others and they try to find stuff that uh can sustain them without actually making an impact anywhere it's it's an interesting concept sounds like freeloaders to me that sounds like (laughs) that sounds like the people who say i travel the world and spend no money and and then you realize like they're just begging they're literally begging from country to country so they get plane tickets and yeah they get free stays and i was like well i mean if i never have to pay for anything then sure i can travel the world for free but yeah that's that's i guess it's just kind of how i feel it just really depends on what you value more. Do you yeah. value plants more than animals? And people generally, I think, choose animals because they're sentient beings and they feel pain. Or um, if nothing else, the pain they feel uh, they can express it more easily as opposed to like a plant. And you talked about like plants that scream. That's why like grass smells so nice. Is that's like a um, a chemical they're giving off. It's the same with onions. I'm allergic it, to that, but yeah. What onions or, or, or grass? <laughs> no, the smell of fresh like. Uh, if i see somebody mowing i literally roll my windows up if i'm driving i'm like oh my god i'm not gonna be able to breathe if i leave i'm sorry my windows down trauma response it's fine it's fine you triggered me a little bit trigger trigger warning yeah trigger warning but yeah that's the thing is um yeah it just depends on what you value more yeah i i can see what you're saying i think it's more or less um I wish, like, I literally am using a, a a way of life that I actually had a coworker like express to me, like his whole goal with keeping the job that we were at at the time. This was a couple years ago, mm-hmm. uh, was so he could save up, find a house that could fit up to ten people. He moved in his parents, his wife's parents, uh, and then the, they had three kids, and then them. And they moved out to this house that, oh my God, it's like 45 minutes away from our workplace, but Mm -hmm. he did it because that was his dream. And what he could do on this land, because he had several acres, is he was able to hunt. He was able to teach his 
kids about the importance of being able to utilize the full animal. You know, he was able to store all the meat. And then at every meal, they thank the person who did the hunt, who made the kill. And then they thank the food for being there to sustain for them. So the practice of mindfulness with your food inherently would bring about a better way for us to live in general. Like that was my idea is that if we stopped doing it just for the sake of convenience, which especially in America, we are told we can consume a third of a pound, a half pound burger in one sitting. And when you think about it, that's already too much meat and it's meat that isn't necessarily healthy for you to begin with. So if you're going to eat meat, it should be something that sustains you. It should be something that is inherently good for you when it comes to the level of protein that it's producing and, and how many people you can serve in one sitting with, you know, let's mm. say a pound of meat. Um, nobody really thinks about these concepts here uh, because we're marketed to eat more. So it, it's very normalized, like, you know, buffets, all that. It's just ex extreme gorging of the cheapest meats and you're not really worried about what you're putting in your mouth because you're being told it's just beef or it's just chicken. Um, not realizing how overprocessed it is, how how cheap or how frozen it's been for months at a time, you know. <laughs> so it's just like, um, and I mean, it's the same for the vegetables. Like the vegetables that you're you're getting, it, it's not necessarily quality food. It it could be just this frozen, quick, you know thing that's been stored for ugh, don't, yeah hey don't don't knock frozen vegetables they're actually better for you the no fresh... i disagree no they are and i'll tell you why oh my gosh all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> for the for the simple fact depending on where you get them from but in general if um, vegetables stay out too long in a stand like if you have for example it's like fresh produce and it's been sitting there for a week it loses a lot of its vitamins and it starts to degrade over time so if it's not like really like fresh to the table, then a lot of the content you could get from it is just gone. Whereas like frozen vegetables, it preserves all of that. And that's been proven too. And so that's why like a lot of frozen vegetables, like just really like pure vegetables, like in a bag, not like, you know, like, like in like a meal or something or like, you know, frozen dinners, but like really just frozen vegetables. They're often better and they often have more vitamins because they've just been frozen in there. Okay. I, know you, I know you don't believe me, but it's so true. the only research I've done is from like American brands. So the research that I've I've seen or heard or read, that's I should say read. Okay. <laughs> um it, it it was comparing some of the the main staples of frozen brands, you know, mm -hmm. and it's not just vegetables cut into a bag it's usually the diced vegetables it's usually the ones that are put into the dinner um mm. the dinner dinner trays those yeah like you said it, those don't sustain enough nutritional value in comparison to the original product um so i mean if they're flash flash frozen yeah that's it right after being harvested yeah. then yes, there would be more nutritional value, value than what I'm talking about, which is, it's not what you're like, no, no, it's no, very, no. it's very rare to find what you're talking about here. Um, yeah. Unless you're going to like a Whole Foods or you're going to like a Trader Joe's 
where you know what I mean stuff like that is readily available but when you when it comes to Walmart or you know you can't just Sam's even you can't just get vegetables in a frozen bag well you can I'm just saying that the providers that are often available in major grocery store chains they're that's not what you're gonna find Hmm. like you're better off just getting the fresh vegetables that's true so um but my like i said my goal is to have my own garden so in terms of picking freshly harvested vegetables i would say that i'd be in the right to say that that's that's more nutritional than what's usually available in convenience stores i i like to have my own garden if it comes with the gardener i mean i mean it's <laughs> you're I mean, so lazy <laughs> you're like <laughs> if i could harvest moon on my computer and it could produce like the results that. outside that'd i love be that great. game <laughs> like that's i mean that's all well and good and in an ideal world everyone should do that but it's just not it just can't be you know implemented it's trending right now yeah i guess then in that sense i guess we'll all like take a step back um as opposed to a step forward but <laughs> i don't think it's so much as like rebelling against the current system as it is yearning for a time where food was a lot more wholesome i would say and there's definitely a way to do it you know there's definitely a way to produce food in a wholesome manner on a large scale but it's not you know economically viable that's it's lot- not it's not capitalist forward specifically in America. And that's why it's not done. I mean, you could like, you could definitely provide fruit and vegetables. Like for example, you have like fair trade and whatnot where people are getting like a fair wage and you pay more for the food. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you pay more for the quality and across the board, everyone's happy. It's good for the environment. Um, People get, you know, their money, blah, blah, blah. But the fact of the matter is people want cheap things and cheap things don't bring good quality. So yeah we were talking about that with the bread it really got me i I talked to like five other people about it this week i was just like (laughs) i want the 30 cent roll not the 10 cent roll i I want the one that's gonna taste good (laughs) but then of course i still catch myself ordering pizza and still going to mcdonald's for lunch when i don't have anything in my home so Uh, i'm still it's like a work in progress to see since i left the u.s i don't ever go to like fast food i think i go to fast food like once a year well it's not as accessible i have 10 plus places within two minutes of my home so do i america doesn't have a monopoly on that we have everything the u.s has and more like didn't you you say that specifically where you live though like you you named a specific place and you're like i wouldn't travel 20 minutes away 15 minutes away to go there it is like 10 minutes yeah. yeah, no. See, no. I could go down the road right now and okay. run into to, to six places in less than three minutes. If I go if I go up the street, there's a there's a Pizza Hut, there's a Domino's, there's a Burger King, there's a KFC, there's oh, a McDonald's, there's okay. a McDonald's, there's an oh, American showing me up. Yeah, there's an American <laughs> themed restaurant called Connie's Diner. And <laughs> I and I swear to you, if you go in there, you would you would think it's an American restaurant. Like they have American signs all over the wall, kind of like, well, what's oh, it, like how te- terrible? Yeah, <laughs> it's like American and- Pride, like an American Pride diner. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's really like a diner, like it's really authentic. Right. Like, um, but no, the thing with fast food is once I eat it, I feel good, and then I hate myself afterwards. <laughs> so 
and it's just it just gives you like an empty feeling and it's, it's, yeah. it's super expensive here i don't know how expensive it's, it is in the u.s at the moment but here if some if my wife and i were to like eat a mcdonald's and have like a decent meal a quote-unquote decent meal right 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 yeah, quote, unquote. <laughs> yeah it, it would probably be like 25 dollars for just the two of us for like a basic wow. meal yeah it's expensive and you don't get like free refills that's an american thing so if you want like, that's okay new, yeah so if you that's want not good for you <laughs> and, and no. so if you want to pay for like you know a soda it's like three bucks then if you want another one it's another three bucks and another three and so on and so forth yeah it, it's just i don't know it's just i just don't like it um spending the money yeah well spending the money I, and the food because it's terrible I, al- I almost wish that it wasn't that expensive i think that would deter a whole bunch of people and raising those prices could actually help minimum wage workers get a little more money on an hourly basis well, you it would, a, that's like true. a lot a little more credibility and then they would have to it would force them to work a little more on quality which quite often the mentality of a minimum wage worker is well you're getting the cheapest food that's available therefore you deserve whatever we give you Mm, you know there's no level of um no one's walking in there saying i'm gonna do my best and i'm gonna produce the best food out of this you know fast food chain (laughs) i don't i don't think i've not you know, maybe I had a little bit of that mentality when I worked in fast food, but uh, quite often it fell to pieces when the 10 other people you're working with don't care as much. So, <laughs> yeah, McDonald's is, is the same here, too. Like in the U.S., you generally get like a bad rap for working at McDonald's. Um, just yeah. you don't, There's no prestige yeah, um, and there's no money in it right? unless you own the place. But yep. it's. <laughs> But in Germany, you don't really earn that much either. I just double checked to be certain. Um, but there isn't like really this stigma of working at like in fast food as yeah. there is like in the US. But I mean, you don't earn anything. And minimum wage is comparable to the US. So you earn around like $10, $11 an hour, which, wow. which isn't a lot. Um, right. When you compare that to like the cost of living here. So it evens out. It's the same in gas. So I So you pay around like $7 a gallon for gas here maybe like seven or eight depending on where you live wow. uh with yeah it sounds like it does it sounds like a whole bunch of money but yeah. when you when you factor in that one you don't really drive that much in germany and two germany is actually smaller than texas uh then you realize that while you do pay more in gas uh you drive more or less less than you would in the u.s so it evens out yeah that's true you get yeah. a lot farther with a full tank of gas yeah is essentially yeah <laughs> and that and the wages kind of fit that too so it's not like right now it is a bit expensive for germans but maybe only like by about 10 15 percent but like right. a, a cheap price would probably be about like five dollars a gallon six dollars a gallon would probably be pretty cheap here so yeah it's not like unattainable right yeah no, that makes sense <laughs> Well, I don't necessarily uh, want to jump into a full other topic. I know we have a couple minutes left, but I I missed out on the opportunity of, you know, recommending our our different platforms. I know I haven't exactly been active on Instagram and stuff, but what I want to start doing is 
start posting different articles and things that we discussed. Uh, for instance, what we talked about uh, last week, I've, I'd love to continue supporting the Black Lives Matter movement by posting a couple of articles that I feel give all of the facts. Mm-hmm. So this way we, you know, what, what were, what was the, was it an app that you had mentioned before we started uh, recording? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the app is called ground news. And I haven't actually used it that much yet. Um, I want to get more into it, but I like the idea behind it. And the idea behind the app is basically it gathers the same story from multiple different news sources across the world, also in English, and it tries to weigh them politically. So if like maybe, I don't know, like you're getting a story from a certain news source and according to the app, this story kind of leans to the left or this this story leans to the right, or it's more neutral. So there isn't like any political bias. And yeah, so I've been trying to use that to have more of like an unbiased source, or yeah, I guess kind of like excited with, to look into it, or kind of like with the food, you just want to know where your information is coming from and how reliable it is. Right. So I have to vet the app first, but I do like the idea behind it. I already do that by just downloading a whole bunch of different apps from different like news sources on my own. Yeah. Like, so that's really smart. Yeah, yeah. I mostly use a, a Google search, but I can tell you right now that a lot of people that I know who lean more right feel that Google itself is too progressive and leftist. So they use <laughs> DuckDuckGo. I don't I don't know if you heard about yeah, that. Yeah. It's a new search engine. Um, I haven't quite looked into it, but I I mean, I, I definitely am willing to do the research and I'm definitely interested in learning more about that app myself. But uh, before we go, I'll we'll just plug my, uh, well, our, but you know, no, I'm, yours. I'm okay, running, it's, okay. it's mine, it's mine. It's okay. <laughs> um, our Gmail account at Rotating Bits Podcast, our Instagram at Rotating Bits Podcast. Uh, I'm also working on setting up a Facebook page. And then I do have a channel set up on YouTube, but I have not done any editing. I figured I'd wait until we get the bulk of, of some of our videos recorded. Mm. So this way, you know, I could edit them together at the very least uh i'm definitely trying to convince my brother to to come in every once in a while maybe and uh help me out there so i'm i'm looking forward to it um anything else you want to say before we go no that's all i'm I'm good (laughs) okay well you don't have anything interesting oh and then also what was it what 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 was i gonna say well i guess i'll say it next time oh no here we go you can also follow me on instagram at crystallized which is my name and then i-z-e-d dot dreams just spelled normally um I have a lot of art there uh, in this video that we're currently recording. You can see some of my art in the background that I'm currently working on. <laughs> so I just want to start plugging some of that. It's definitely a dream of mine to start selling art on a regular basis. So figured I'd give myself a little one up in this video. <laughs> and then eventually we should be working on our opening because we definitely do not introduce this podcast as this rotating bits podcast at all we didn't i <laughs> no. think i did i don't think we've done it since the first episode <laughs> uh, yeah. but it's okay we'll figure it out we you will. know i have a little thing just for you to ponder while we're still recording and that's I... our opening just being us saying oh we're two best friends living in two different countries who had met in high school in America. And we like discussing our, 
our lives, our weekly lives, different topics. See, you know, I messed that up. That's fine. It's it's a workshop. (laughs) It's a a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Don't worry. (laughs) One day. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll see you later, bud. All right. See you later. Take care. Bye. (laughs) Bye.